0: Hey, this is Ryan Bloom from Urban Bonfire. On today's episode of the Fireside Chat, a great and dynamic discussion with designer Christiane Watts, based out of Solano Beach, California, a town that I happen to absolutely love. It's big and it's small all at the same time. We're going to hear about her growing up in Alabama, a little bit about her schooling and how she takes the values of growing up in Alabama and the South into value proposition for her clients, even today in California. We're going to hear a lot about her approach to the outdoors and blending indoor and outdoor at the very, very core of her design aesthetic and lots of other fun stuff. Enjoy the episode. So many things to ask you about. I've read, uh, I've read your bio. I've, I've looked, spent a lot of time on your website. But before I jump into those types of things, first and first of all, it's really important to me with everything going on in the U.S., especially you know in the last year, California having dealt with you know COVID, uh, the impact of the wildfires and stuff like that, I, I would feel uh, odd not asking you how you are, your community, your family. How, how are things in in your world?
1: Yes, yeah, so we're um, we're great. Um, Thank God the fires have not affected us here. Um, we, we are a little more coastal. Um, you know, there was a couple days where the air quality was definitely um, not so good. Uh, but luckily, where we are located, we were uh, not affected. Um, obviously, we've all been affected a little bit with this COVID. Of course. Um, you know, uh, also, luckily, during that time, you know, we had some big projects that were still in construction, um, that were considered essential Mm -hmm. (laughs) according to my clients. Uh, so we obviously, uh, stayed fairly busy through those months. Um, and I mean, we've, we've seen a little bit of a slowdown, but I would say a lot of people are, you know, at home and Mm -hmm. looking at their spaces and they're like, ah, you know, maybe it's time to, remodel this kitchen or bathroom or, you know, wanting to dive into those projects that, um, you know, they've been putting on hold. And, um, so we haven't seen that trend lately.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree with you. I I think it, um, a lot of people kind of say, well, it's because people are not taking expensive trips or maybe they're not, you know, having big fancy weddings or sweet sixteens. That may be part of it. My gut is, and I'd love to know what you think. My gut on it is also, I think people have had more time and space to just kind of um, sort of sink into being at home where they can look at things with more patience and a little bit less of a rush and that type of thing. And I, and I think that that time and space has been a big contributing factor to what you're, what you're describing.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I think, yeah, I agree. They, they've had ideas of what they want to do and um, kind of has given, <clears throat> given them the time a little bit to, um, you know, start digging at some of those things that um, they've been wanting to, to take on and, yeah, this, this weird time has been a blessing and a curse. But, um, nice. um, you know, I, in a way, I think, yes, it's, it's been tough for some businesses. And, and, yes, we've all had some effect to it. But I think um, sometimes it can be good to, to take a break and step back. And, yep. um, you know, the crazy rush <laughs> sometimes can take a toll on us, uh, the stress and everything. So, I feel like some of these, um, pauses in life can sometimes be beneficial. Um, and I know that can go the other way too, where you know, people, um, you know, can, um, be hurting or mentally maybe, you know, depressed or, you know, mm-hmm. falling into out, you know, drinking. And so, um, there's definitely that, um, but I think those that do work hard and, um, you know it's kind of given us a little bit of a breather <laughs> for sure. and um and uh which I think can be good for you and, and a reset in a way
0: I, I completely agree um so the name christiane very very popular here in uh, quebec Usu- usually usually spelled with a c instead of a k here but <laughs> uh, as common probably as jennifer or or lisa or oh, jane and really? yeah christiane is an extremely popular name here oh, nice. um if I am correct and I read everything properly, you grew up in Alabama? Yes. Tell me tell me a little bit. I know you won your first design award at 28, which is extremely young, but help me if you can take maybe a few minutes and just tell maybe a little bit of your story how you grew up and where, where you went to school, what inspired you, how did you get to where we are <laughs> here at the end of 2020 with you, with your own award-winning design firm in, in <laughs> Solano Beach? Help me, help me understand the, the journey a little sure. bit.
1: Yes. Um, I'll try to compact it. Um, uh, but yes, I, uh, grew up in Mobile, Alabama, deep South. Um, I was actually born in California, um, but my parents moved when I was six months to Alabama and, um, uh, growing up was a simple life, um, you know, nothing taken for granted. Um, we were just uh, raised as, you know, what we need. We we buy and nothing in excess. Um, so it was a very humbling place and I didn't know anything different. <laughs> Obviously, is very different from California. Um, but I, I love that because I feel like it's grounded me and uh, given me um, a nice perspective on um you know, the value of, you know, when we are purchasing or dealing with situations where we have to make decisions, you know, um, it doesn't always have to be the most expensive. You know, there are creative ways to make something happen. And um, I think that's kind of where I, I, I bring in to, to my work today is, you know, how can we achieve this in the most cost effective way? Um, that's just something that I've been raised in um, being in Alabama. But, um, yeah, so my venture, I went to uh, school in Sanford in Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, after that, I've I've always wanted to check out California. So me and a girlfriend decided to drive across country after graduating. And we did a little SoCal tour. (laughs) And I had some family out here. Um, So we just took the summer to explore. Um, Probably one of the best summers of my life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then... um, we decided that, uh, you know, we love California and I, I wasn't, I couldn't see myself going back. And I was just like, this is, you know, the dream of what I could see, you know, design wise. Um, there's a little more of an elevated uh, uh, design uh, aesthetic and um, and challenge too that for whatever reason just um, just got me. And you know, jump started, and I um, I saw that there's some great opportunity. And, I, I
0: imagine uh, also, and, and so I don't mean to interrupt. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I have not lived in, I have not spent time in, in in Alabama, but I did live for almost a year and a half just outside of Buford, South Carolina. So I understand a little bit about you know that the, the the culture in the South, and I I would wonder if one of those things going from Alabama to California. Um, you just described kind of more more design elements that you could work with. I wonder if part of that is just topography. I mean, California has coastal, desert, mountain, very lush and green. It's got a lot of physical right. landscape to play with. I wonder if that played into that kind of...
1: Yes. I mean, the, 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 coastal, the coastline definitely was inspiring. Um, there's definitely a different level of design and architecture that goes into these coastal homes. Um, so for sure, I saw some amazing homes that I was, you know, like, wow, this could, this could be really fun, you know, mm-hmm. um, that, that. And so it's, when you see that it's kind of hard to, you know, go backwards, <laughs> you know, and say, Oh, I'm just going to go, go back and design a, you know, simple Southern typical home. Yep. Uh, but there is some beauty obviously in the Southern um, uh, traditional homes. Beautiful, um, yes. Yes. So, so I would say, you know, a hint of that, um, you know, bringing a little bit of that uh, uniqueness um, and, and a little boldness, you know, to, you know, to some of those patterns and things that the South uh, has that, you um, I feel like i've kind of integrated into what we do and um in a way it's so backing up sorry um so after i was it came out in 2005 and um had worked through you know worked with a custom cabinet showroom mm-hmm. an architectural firm for a little bit and um i was you know looking to actually continue and working with the firm um and at one point uh, my sales position and design position with this custom cabinet company um, started to f- kind of fit fizzle out and um, wound up leaving because the, the opportunity just wasn't growing. And it was kind of right at the time of the end of 2007. And I started working with a contractor doing a custom uh, spec home and kind of during that time, the whole lead certification, the green building started to become a big um big trend and uh, I was like well this is cool this is going to be the future so I just started diving into educating myself uh taking extended classes and I said well you know if, if maybe this is going to be where I, I I always knew that I would have my um own design firm at some point mm-hmm. um but I thought okay maybe I'm gonna go back to school get my business degree Da um I just felt that I would and um and then in 08, you know, things just crashed. And uh, <laughs> I was just finishing up this custom spec home with this contractor. And through that process, um, I began to see where my skills and values um, started to become really real to me that that this is my path. And this is uh, something that I should just dive into. Um, and at that point is kind of where my my uh, entrepreneurial um drive started coming in and um, uh, it just, I took on like, well, things were slow, obviously, Mm -hmm. and we had one project, but during that time, I really took that extra time to educate myself, taking extra courses, um, however many I could and uh, networking. So, I mean, I spent a solid two or three years just, you know, getting my name out there, networking, and, and I had a, gr- a support with this contractor who, you know, we kind of shared and worked on projects together. Um, but it just kind of slowly grew from there and um, you know, reputation and everything, you know, is, is important to me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really value the uh, you know, if I make a commitment or tell my clients, Hey, I'm going to get this done for you. Follow through is one of my biggest things I would say as long as you can follow through and deliver what you, what you, you know, preached, then I think you're kind of in a good position. Um, so well, that's, I think what that's,
0: I- that's, and that's just beautifully universal. I think that's just yeah. something that, you know, and it's one of the, it's a big thing, but it's, and it's a, in some ways it's a small thing. And it's something that, you know, so many people, professionals in every industry just potentially miss or don't necessarily take as seriously or focus on as, as much as, uh, as much as possible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess kind of generally that that was our, my path. And obviously through that, those years, these past years has been ups and downs and crazy times and slow times. It's, you know, a little bit of that ebb and flow in our world. Um, it is a creative business. And so, um, but you know, um, Every experience has been um, amazing and I've had some amazing clients. I've had some not so fun clients, Uh, but, you know, those are great because they begin to shape us and uh, just help us, you know, take on those tough jobs and, um, and, and, and deal with them. So, and, and,
0: and I'll, and I'll tell you that I have spent, so first of all, I lived in California for about a year and a half, a little bit more North in, in, in Carmel and have spent a lot of time in, in California. I, I, I just love going. You you never have to twist my arm to get on a plane and, and, and go to California. Yeah. Um, and over the last year and a half, I've been to Solano beach probably half a dozen times yeah. and I absolutely love it. I think it's yeah. such a, I think it's such a great, um, Small town that's cool with a strong focus on design. It just seems to be, you know, one of those perfect places that is not too big, not too small. It really just feels very good. Um, what was it about Solano Beach with all of the options of California from Northern to LA to San Diego <laughs> to, I mean, there's like a whole multitude yeah. of worlds in, in California. What was yeah. it about? Solano Beach that sort of called to you and said, I'm going to plant my, my flag <laughs> here.
1: Well, I, I've moved in a few different communities, but it's, as far as my office has, has always been in North County. Um, so North County, San Diego kind of encompasses like Carlsbad and Cardiff, um, Solano Beach, Del Mar. That's kind of the, the blanket of North County, um. So I, I've been in Solana Beach and then a Del Mar and now back in Solana Beach. Um, but I've loved North County. Um, it, it has like a homey, quiet uh, feel, but yet this beautiful, um, beautiful lay of land. I mean, the views, the, the, um, there's just so many, uh, just such a unique uh, part that it, there's a piece of it that reminded me of the South, yet it's different. Um, but it, but contrast to LA where we, where me and my friend had lived for a little bit. Um, I just, I didn't feel that it was home and I, it wasn't, um, as friendly or I didn't think I was getting authentic. You know, the people were just didn't feel as authentic and wasn't sure, you know, <laughs> uh, who was who, or, you know, if someone was putting on a face, um, I don't know, I just, I didn't feel that that place, it just didn't feel right for me. Um, but North North uh, County here in San Diego, um, it just had, a, it, it had just a beauty to it, but also um, uh, pieces of it that remind me of the South. Uh, and I feel like people are just a little more open and um, yeah. I think that was kind of the main thing. I have lived downtown in little Italy uh, personally, uh, which is a a cool, it's just a fun experience to be down there. Um, So I had a little bit of the city vibe now back in North County, but, um, but yeah, I just, I love the the different communities of San Diego are all kind of all have their own little unique flair. And um, so I I just always love the, the, um, the coastal vibe here.
0: I, I, from all the places that I have visited, I think, uh, it's just, I, I, I love going. I, I just, yeah. I think it just, it, it's my pace. It's it, if, if yeah. I was picking somewhere to spend a lot of time or live in, in California, it would definitely be in my top, uh, in my top two for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, I will admit though that, uh, I, I, people always like are surprised by this, but I'm just, I don't go to the beach. <laughs> I see it you know, it's there. Um, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, it's just, uh, it's not my, my, my place that I go hang out. I don't know, Okay, but <laughs> okay. funny enough.
0: <laughs> funny enough indeed. Yeah. I want to shift a little bit now to your work. And, um, one of the things obviously I'm, I don't want to say biased, but I'm constantly looking for, um, designers who have, uh, embraced the outdoors in their work. And I think that was a real gap for a really, really long time in in the traditional sense of there was interior design, there was a wall, then there was landscape. And I think now, and we talk about this all the time, whether that's um, the stylistic elements, what people are looking for, uh, less of a physical divide with glass and nano walls that have a a much greater um, um, harmony in the way they bring spaces together. I spent again before the, today's uh, for our time together today. I spent a lot of time on your site and noticed that the vast majority of your projects, uh, even the first one at the very top of your website in your Contemporary Canyon uh, series, the very first picture there has an indoor/outdoor image to it, and it's obviously you have articulated this a lot in your work. So. It's a long-winded question, but I guess I'd like to know: Is this something you've always done and believed in? Are you seeing um, changes in what consumers are asking for? What inspires you? Help me help me understand your your thoughts on on this.
1: Sure, yeah, um, I I've, I feel like it has grown. Um, I would say in the beginning, it was I, I probably wasn't as involved, and um, and I would say over the past few years. Uh, my involvement has definitely become more, um, in the outdoor spaces. Uh, it's funny. I've, I've even had clients hire me for kind of layout of, of an outdoor barbecue or, or kind of like a conceptual idea. I mean, not landscape architect, but we, you know, would draw up, you know, a layout or plan for obviously for barbecue and outdoor spaces, um, space planning, uh, purposes. And, um, yes, that, our clients more and more have been wanting to incorporate that obviously in our beautiful area, there's, um, opportunity, you know, in every uh, property and home to, to capture that. And it definitely adds value here. It's, it's definitely something that our clients have noticed more and more that add value. And I think that's just grown in the, um, in the real estate market. They, they, the realtors have started to push, you know, outdoor living space. Um, and I would say like five or so years ago, that kind of started to, to become, um, a bigger element. And, uh, so we've definitely have started incorporating and focusing on some of those spaces.
0: And uh, what do you think has shifted in the consumer request? So I guess I'll ask the question this way. If you think about 10 years ago, the average consumer, if they wanted to speak to their designer or architect about what their vision was, they typically would go to the newsstand or the magazine shop and they'd clip out or take pages out of design magazines. And today the consumer has such access to inspiration, whether that is from progressive retailers, a restoration hardware as, as an example, House, Pinterest, uh, just mood boards, yeah. As someone who in the in, in a designer role, I imagine part of the value that you bring to your clients is understanding what they are looking for or helping them to articulate when they don't necessarily have the words. Yeah. So you can say to Ryan, uh, this is uh, 18th century farmhouse contemporary. And I would look at you like you were from Mars. <laughs> I am absolutely couldn't tell you what that means with Spanish. Ty- like I don't, I don't speak the language, but right. yet if you show me a picture or an image, I can say, I like this. I don't like this. Have these technologies in your world helped taken away from created obstacle and challenge how has the technology affected you and and, and your work?
1: Um, you know, I use it um, in the beginning stages conceptually. Um, I, I think it helps initially. Um, the clients that uh, you know, there are those that that think that they can design and build a home based on Pinterest pictures or things from the magazine. There are those those people exist. (laughs) Um, but you know, I've definitely, um, tried, you know, my biggest goal has been trying to educate people and, 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 um, showing that it it is a different world and it's a full-time job, you know, to be able to communicate and to effectively, um, you know, get the design that you're looking for. Um, there's so many layers to it. And if you depend on the contractor to uh, install it and, and match that picture that you have, more likely you're not going to get exactly what you're, you're going for because they don't have the bandwidth. They're not there to go search product and figure out what kind of stone you like and hold your hand through picking cabinetry or hardware or lighting. Like that's not their job. And, you know, I've, I've I've preached it for a while and, and I feel I've, I've noticed that it's, it's starting to shift a little more where people are like, okay, I need to get a designer on board, you know? Um, but those are people that understand, uh, you know, I've educated some, some very, uh, some very uh, smart clients, you know, on, on what we do and, and, and it's been an eye opener for them. And they're like, Oh, I, you know, after our initial conversation, they just, they see the value of what we bring and, they usually are like, okay, yes, we want to work with you. Cause you know, you're going to save, you're going to save us time off of our schedule. We are going stream to th- streamline, you know, the design and uh, you know, and, and can effectively communicate during the process. If there is something that we need to work out or find that solution. Um, but I'm there to kind of push that project through and be that right hand person to the contractor to execute um, things, you know, effectively and speak the same language. Cause mm-hmm. these clients don't quite, you know, know how to communicate or speak that same language. You know, it's hard for them to articulate. So I'm kind of there like translating the client, uh, their looks and, and their style, which, as you mentioned, Pinterest and some of these other platforms, mm-hmm. we create, uh, an the initial board kind of in the beginning, like conceptually, I have them go and, um, pull pictures or things that they like just to get their, um, their, uh, the direction of the elements or the style that they're drawn to. So once we compile that and we kind of go through it, we'll create a little bit of our own conceptual board and just say, hey, this is kind of our direction that we're moving towards. These are a couple finishes, you know, as our main finishes and, you know, kind of have that checkpoint. And I go you know, from this point, you know we start developing it further and getting into the drawings um and starting to create finished schedules and plumbing and, and kind of getting into all the fixtures and materials um
0: but it's but- those micro parts and you're i think you're right about the difference and the delineation between design professional and contractor but it's those it's the little things the the lighting the faucets the fixture the cabinetry the colors that is what creates the true identity and character of the space i mean of course walls and things they're obviously important at the macro level but what really makes it personal and unique and, and reflects the story of the, of the, of the homeowner are the things that you, that you add to it.
1: Exactly. Yeah, uh, exactly. And, and, you know, there's definitely a several conversations that we, uh, get into in the beginning as far as, you know, what they're drawn to. And, um, you know, I've had a client that's just like, I absolutely hate brass, you know? Um, so, uh, you know, that, that's something, you know, we take all these little considerations and, um, and, and pull together a, a cohesive design that uh, reflects them, you know, will be unique to them. But I also challenge my clients a little bit. I kinda, I like to push them a little bit, um, you know, like create a little bit of a bold element or a feature that can be a wow factor. Cause I'm like, if you're gonna hire me, I'm here to present some creative and fun ideas that um, that you know, a typical you know they, they they wouldn't typically think of, and you know I think that's where we bring a little bit of that value, um, you know to to really make their space you know a wow factor. So you do want to show it off.
0: So I mean, so pay- to, so, yeah. so to that point, and and I I love that you said that because it's a great segue into the next thing I wanted to ask you about that maybe pushing the client has a bit of a negative connotation to it but maybe it's inspiring or or um, unearthing something that they might not have thought of or, or considered themselves yeah. and that needs to be done on a unique basis for each project obviously and from someone from your the amount of time and experience you have doing this and you've done so many projects where do you, seek out or gain inspiration from so you could stay creative and be sort of ready with the next idea, the next thing for each client and making each one feel unique and special. How do you do that personally and, and what in, what inspires you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I you know, staying up to speed with with products, uh, trends, you know, I get newsletters and and updates of, of new things. And so I would say, um, you know, being educated on, on what's out there. Sometimes I go to, you know, design shows and, um, you know, maybe not this year, but, uh, you know, it is something that I try to, I make sure I'm digging into, but sometimes it's even when we're in the drawings and we're kind of putting our hands around the layout and what's going on, um, to be honest, it, create, sometimes my creativity comes into when I'm even on CAD, um, drafting up an elevation or something or doing an edit. And, um, I, I get inspired by how something could lay out. Um, and, and it's kind of, it's odd, but it's sometimes in the technical side, um, mm-hmm. of, of, uh, of design that, that my creative ideas begin to flow a little bit, um, where I'm like, Ooh, I could, we could accent this wall or, or highlight with a fixture, you know, kind of see from the plan or or elevations, like how something's laying out. And, um, and we, and sometimes it's collaborating with my designers. Um, and we're talking through some ideas and sometimes they research research and find something cool. And, and we, you know, so, so there's different avenues when we come up with these fun ideas. Um, but yes, with every client, it's a little different. And, um, so I know the ones that, you know, are, they'll be open to it and, and, mm-hmm. and how much I can kind of push. And there's a little bit of psychology and all that. Awesome. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I would say, um, you know, I, I, I present options, you know, I'm like, hey, we could do the safe route, uh, you know, something basic, we could elevate it with maybe this punch, um, or we could kind of, you know, do something really fun and different. Um, and I would say for the most part, clients kind of veer towards the middle, but I've had those that are like, you know what, let's just do it. (laughs) And more and more, I've had clients that are like, Hey, you know, we trust you and let's do, let's do something fun. Okay. Well,
0: I want to circle back to the outdoors. Um, you know, from one of the reasons that we, myself and my partners Stefan, started urban bonfire in 2013 was about trying to, Bridge the historic gap between indoor and outdoor uh, kitchen cooking experiences, and we believed even here in Montreal, where our weather is not not the greatest for about six months of the year, um, we believe that people. Spend time, enjoy, create memories as much outdoors as indoors. So why should they have lackluster or or design functionality that's less than indoors? And that filling that gap or making those two sort of even at, at a macro level, that was kind of our mission. What are as it relates to the outdoors, and you said you've seen a, a shift over the last five or so years? what do you think is contributing to that? And, and secondly, as it comes to the outdoors, when you're talking to clients now, are they bringing up the outdoors with more emphasis and priority than they would have five, seven, 10 years ago? Or are you now weaving it in because you bring the two together and connect? Help, help me understand that evolution a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um, I would say the majority- I, the clients- I, ask, long, I ask long questions. No, 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 that's perfect. Um, I would say the majority of clients um, uh, kind of bring it up. Um, and, and I would say I've also had clients that are like, you know, we, we want to get into the outdoor space, but we're going to have to put it on hold and come back or, you know. So I do have clients that, that know it's important, but, um, you know, I if they haven't brought it up, I, I definitely bring it up because I think it does add value again here in Southern California. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I think the clients know and are educated now that the outdoor living space adds a, a value to life and their home. And, um, and, the, and they, we use it like almost, you know, uh-huh. tw- almost every month out of the year here. Yeah. And um, so why not capture that? Why not have a great um, ambiance and uh, useful space? that you can gather, especially now during these days, you know, being outdoor. Um, so I would say they, they, um, they bring it up as something that they, they do want to incorporate most of the time. And um, so, so yeah, we always look at layout and, 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 and I, product wise, I think it's become clients are looking for quality products here. We get a lot of you know, harsh weather, you know, the salty air, the sun, it's, it's harsh climate and, and things don't last very long out here. So the the quality of a product for outdoor, you kind of have to up that level and and make sure, you know, if you're going to build something out and and invest in that space, you know, it needs to be done right, you know, for it to to last. And um, And
0: are you seeing, or have you seen over the last, let's say five years, uh, a lot of Uh, change in manufacturing and availability of products, you know, 10 years ago, who would have thought about an outdoor television and pergolas that, you know, change with an app and heaters and cool and, and appliances that do outdoor dishwashers are available now. I mean, it seems like almost, almost any type of experience you would want indoors you can now have outdoors. I've haven't seen an outdoor microwave yet, but short of that from fabrics to plumbing to, has that helped you to now know that you have a much greater arsenal of offerings that you can actually deploy for your clients?
1: Definitely. Um, you know, going to these design shows and, um, and, and products that come out they like, there's this extra layer of durability. Um, And, and part of that, you know, durability was also something huge during the whole lead, um, green building era, And, um, which, which is still around, but I would say, you know, California, our, um, our, our codes and everything are so stringent that we're kind of already at that, uh, initial, if not higher level for green building. So, so we're kind of just do it by default every day. Um, So durability wise, um, you know, countertop materials like, you know, porcelain type high impact, you know, stain resistant to to weather resistant, Mm -hmm. um, sunproof, sun resistant, um, all that stuff. We've definitely seen more products like just improving uh, the technology um, and, uh, you know, what, what they have. Developed um, has definitely improved over the years, and has has opened up a lot of uh, opportunity for 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 design and in the outdoors.
0: Do you think that and what we're seeing the biggest shift in something we talked about earlier is that the quote unquote traditional interior designers who might not have touched the outdoors at all ten years ago seems to be a lot of people are now kind of dropping the term interior and thinking about it more as designer as an overall and I know obviously you use that in your branding and in your titles and all your marketing um, it's
1: do a full you see, package that's yeah.
0: what i'm asking you know the historic divide seems to be getting less and less and there's more blur than ever between indoor do you think that this is a an important thing for designers to handle because the outdoors it's not a space it's not a balcony it's a room what you do with that room is a question of thought, creativity, investment, of those things, but it is a room nonetheless. You know, a lot of times the designers didn't touch that room and now they are. Are you happy with the direction this is going Oh,
1: definitely. Yes, I mean, I think it, um, you know, our, our spaces tend to be, uh, flow through. And so I feel like that connection, um, is very important. Um, you know, how that connects indoor and outdoor. Um, I would say indoor outdoor living is a, uh, very, um, used commonly used, uh, word here. And, um, you know, yes, I feel like a lot more designers are, are being involved in that. Um, you know, just even knowing, uh, furniture materials and products, um, you know that all adds in and um it's definitely um it's definitely grown and 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 is sometimes it's just hey that goes with the project um and clients do expect it Mm -hmm. um but we get involved yeah in in many areas even to the architecture of the the home i mean we've we've been asked to sometimes you know relay out with material you know on the exterior how things Mm -hmm. are going to flow and um color tones and um yeah so we, we've been involved in, in different ways and so when i say full package it's um, encompassing the home the surroundings um down to the interiors um so it all is cohesive and uh and and flows nicely throughout
0: i agree and i i think that it's so it's such a nice thing when the indoor and outdoor blend together it's one of the things that typically when you you know, we people may not think about it, but when people are looking at a cruise or a hotel room or, a, or, or, or something in a resort, for example, mm-hmm. when it's being sold or marketed, the yeah. connectivity in view to outdoors, ocean view, uh, mountain view, city view, those are things that people think about and pay premiums for in vacation or recreational settings. And the psychology is the same. And and you you've articulated it so beautifully in, in your projects, the ones that I've seen, because you're basically allowing your clients to have that premium visual connection experience on an average Tuesday. Yeah. Because of the way you've framed and, and you've created that that awesome. that link.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's funny you mentioned hospitality because um, I've, you know, that is something that I actually look at a lot um, is the hospitality world and, and what they're doing. Um, I love going to hotels and seeing uh, another avenue that I get some inspiration um, because seeing those ideas come to the home. Uh, I have clients that travel a lot and they're like, I, I love the look of, the one hotel, you know, and they're like, mm-hmm. I just want it. I have more and more clients that reference, you know, a hotel or somewhere they visited that they want to bring to their home. Yep. And so, uh, so that is an area that, that we definitely, um, we, we, we try to bring that experience uh, to the home of that hotel living and um, kind of resort feel. Um, so we really try to make that special and, and, and,
0: It's so funny you say that my wife, Sarah, who's, who's a yoga teacher about a year and a half ago was in Malibu for a yoga retreat at the surf rider. I don't know if you know that hotel up in Malibu and came back basically saying, if I could re-envision the experience, the outdoors of our home, which is hard to do in Montreal for the weather Mm -hmm. comparatively to Malibu, but your point on how much hospitality hotel, uh, I was talking to someone who just a couple of weeks ago, who was the architect and designer of a, of, of a restaurant in Manhattan beach, how like those types of things and where people capture beautiful moments of experience and want to relay that in a feeling or a look or an aesthetic into their homes, I think is more and more of a inspirational factor for consumers today than ever. I just think it's huge. It's why we see hotel companies now selling their furniture collections or their bedding or their or their yeah. shower heads or their yeah. it's it's everywhere.
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah, I just had a client uh, purchase the mattress and bed sheets and everything that they that they slept in at the Four Seasons recently so they were like Perfect we, we want it. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's very, so, very Yeah,
1: it it, it 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 definitely uh um inspires and um is a is a part of the conversation for sure um the hospitality world
0: well thank you for your inspiring work i've uh, i've loved uh, the research i did and i've really enjoyed our conversation um, yeah. and and it's so nice and refreshing to go onto someone's website and and sort of you know they're they're so ahead of so many and it's just such a really nice thing to uh, to see and um I will continue to follow your work, and uh, oh, hopefully, you. when we're allowed to travel next time, I can yeah. uh, get out there. Um, there's a little—I'm sure you know—on um, on Cedros Avenue, the little brew pub right uh, right there. I yep. if you, and oh, I am George. a huge fan of uh, of passion fruit. And I walked oh, okay. in one day for a meeting and <laughs> saw they have a passion fruit beer, and I just my mind was blown. So yeah. maybe just next a, time in town we can uh, meet definitely. up in person. It would be very nice for to meet sure. you. Be well. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Fireside Chat with designer Christiane Watts. I really enjoyed learning from her about her clients in Solano Beach, California, and the entire San Diego northern area, and how she takes design aesthetic and knows when and how to push certain boundaries with clients to make each project unique. I especially loved her approach to the outdoors. Obviously, She's at the forefront of so many designers across North America, where the outdoors is not the afterthought, but a part of every single project and bringing them together with the indoors is what is making her an inspiring designer to work with. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Join us on YouTube and please follow us on LinkedIn and Instagram at Urban Bonfire. We'd love to hear from you, questions, comments, ideas for future episodes. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.